It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Yeah, well, you know, folks, I don't know if I'm going over the hill or not, but Rich is, uh, Rich is uh, he'll be home tonight, late at night, from his long trip to the East Coast. But I just thought for this particular complete story, I'd like to talk and, and, uh, and just kind of reflect a little bit. Um, my wife and I were talking about the elements that young people, the children, should be raised, uh, how they're raised and all that sort of thing, and then who they should watch out for. And that we concluded that a selfish person, a child should not be selfish and, or self-centered, uh, but they should have self-respect and that sort of thing. And then a young person, a teenager, whatever it is, uh, they ought not to hang around selfish people because before you know it, why well, then that'll be kind of a permanent relationship, a marriage and all that sort of thing. And then they're stuck with a selfish person, someone who thinks only about themselves. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit about what the Lord said, uh, that you love God uh, with all your heart and your soul and your strength and everything. And then he said, um, and the second is like unto it that you love your neighbor as yourself. Reach out to people. Care about people. We wouldn't have the racial problems in America or anywhere else as far as that's concerned if people really could capture that. Isn't that kind of encapsulated in the golden rule? Um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, but kids are not being taught that. Even the parents are not raising them to understand that from little on. Well, I better get going here with the broadcast because our time is going to slip away and I have so many things I want to share with you. But let's start out now. You see here at 83 years old, you know, I know, I know. Maybe that's why I can be so open and so, uh, so, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but I'm certainly not trying to be just perfect and do it just right. And so as you get older, why well, you start thinking about this, listen to this song. My dear brother, faint and feeble. My dear sister, weak and worn. We're going to wind up in the boneyard. Just as sure as we were born These old bodies beat and broken These old bodies tired and torn Are gonna be a new creation Comes that resurrection Son of a may turn to ashes and all fury may unfold. Every star may fall from heaven and the moon may 
take a stroll But the Lord will never leave me He's the lover of my soul As I was listening to the lyrics of that song, I thought, how do we know that? The Bible. The Bible. That's God's Word. That's the Bible. If you're going to a church that no longer preaches the Bible, and I mean from Genesis to Revelation, then find one that does. Uh, Because that's God's Word. That's God's message to us. Now, when I was a youngster, um, well, let's see, I, I suppose I was a teenager at that time, or Anyway, but uh, Stuart Hamlin wrote a song. He he became a Christian. Stuart Hamlin became a Christian through the Billy Graham uh, revivals, I think, on the West Coast. Billy Graham um, the revivals, they started out as tent meetings. Did you know that? And Stuart Hamlin was one of those people. Uh, who was pretty pretty well known for his music and his, uh, but 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 he didn't know the Lord, he didn't know the Lord, and it was at a Billy Graham revival that he became a Christian. Well, he wrote a song, and I can remember my dad, um, and he wasn't an older gentleman, but he was just thinking, you know, it it made sense to him. He'd been raised in an orphanage, and uh, this song of uh, this old house, you know, I can remember my dad kind of humming it and singing it. And, he was relating to it, and as I was very young, I thought, well, that's pretty nice. You know, I don't, I didn't understand it. I didn't relate to it, but I can remember in my memories that this is a song that he really, um, he really kind of took to. And, and as you get older, you realize, you realize, you realize that everything, everything has its moment. Everything has its life cycle whether it's a building or an automobile or whatever it is, it's, it, they have a life cycle. And that's the way a house is. My family and I were up to Minneapolis, uh, oh, I don't know, a year ago or so, and we went by the old house in Robbinsdale where I moved there when, before I was in kindergarten and, and went by the old house, and now somebody else had it. Somebody else had it. And I suppose they were probably the fourth or fifth owner of that old house, but it was so interesting to look at it because that old house had memories that they didn't know anything about. Listen to this, folks. Some years back when I was on a hunting trip way up in the high Sierra mountain range, I had a rather strange thing happen to me. It was a cold, and I do mean a cold day. I'd ridden my horse up over a big ridge and 
was letting him blow a bit, and I happened to look away off down in a wild, desolate-looking valley, and I could see an old log cabin. Well, I was about in the mood to freeload somebody off a cup of coffee, so I rode my horse down toward the place, but... When I rode up, I was rather disappointed because it looked like there was nobody living there. I could see the front door had been blown down, kind of like it had been wrestling with a storm. In fact, it was a lonely-looking place. I was just about to ride on when I got a big surprise. An old hound dog came staggering out of that old cabin and just real wearily like lay down on the porch. Now, I know a dog will not long remain at a deserted place, but if his master is in that place, he'll stay there till he starves to death, and this dog looked like he wasn't far from doing that. Because that old dog was there, and because there was no smoke coming out of that chimney, that place might have looked deserted, but I knew it wasn't. This dog was telling me a story, and I thought to myself, there's something wrong here. The thought hit me with a foreboding premonition. There was a man there somewhere. I swung down off my horse, walked up to the porch, and that old dog wearily got up and started slowly back into the house, same as to say, Come on, I'll lead you to him. I stepped over the old door that was caved in. It was dark in the old house, and I... I couldn't see anybody about. I saw the old dog standing over by another door. I walked over and opened it, and I saw him. A little old man on a couch. As I walked up closer, I could see that he had snow on his chest. Snow that had sifted in through a broken window pane above him. I don't know how long the old man had been dead. He... He just looked like he was asleep. His old dog came up and began to whine. Now and then he'd look up to me with a pleading look, same as say, can't you do something to help him? Then I happened to notice shabby window curtains that would sway back and forth every time the wind came through that broken window. A man's not going to put up window curtains in a cabin that's at least 20 miles from the nearest road. A man won't do that. A woman had hung up those curtains. I began to wonder what had happened to her. I turned and walked back out into the yard and sat down on a fallen tree. I noticed there wasn't any snow on that tree. Perhaps a storm had recently visited the mountains and blown it over. As I looked around, I could see a, a little toy wagon way up under the porch. A wagon that only had three wheels. And I wondered, where were the children that once played with that broken wagon? I can't explain it, but I reached in my coat pocket and got a little paper sack out. And I thought I'd like to paint a word picture of that place. I began the lyrics with... This old house once knew my children. This old house once knew my wife. Well, you know the rest of the story. This old house was a song hit of seven different countries at the same time, but I don't think that anyone ever got the true meaning that I intended the song to convey. You see, 
I wrote it to be a sad song. And when I made the first recording, I did it that way. But then the recording industry said, oh, Stuart, you're all wrong. To be a hit, it's got to have a real bounce to it. Well, not long ago, I was up in our attic and happened to run across that first old tape recording that I'd made. Perhaps if you listen to it, you can get the true meaning that I wanted the song to have. You see, most people thought the song was just about a poor, lonely prospector and his half-dead dog that had cashed in their blue chips way up high in the Sierra Mountains during a wild storm. But that wasn't it at all. The song was about two houses. The house that's made of mud, brick, and wood, and stone that a man builds. And the other house, the mortal house. The house that the maker of men has loaned to the man for such a short, short time. Ain't I gonna need this house no longer? I'm getting ready to meet the saints. This old house once knew my children. This old house once knew my wife. This old house was home and comfort As we fought the storms of life This old house once rang with laughter This old house heard many a shout Now she trembles in the darkness when the lightning walks about But ain't gonna need this house no longer Ain't gonna need this house no more Ain't got time to fix the shingles Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Or to mend the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet this old house is a getting shaky. This old house, it's getting old. This old house lets in the rain. This old house lets in the cold. On my knees, I'm getting chilly. But I feel no fear nor pain Cause I see an angel peeking Through a broken window pane But ain't gonna need this house no longer Ain't gonna need this house no more Ain't got time to fix the shingles Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Bottom in the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet the saints My old hound dog lies asleep He don't know I'm gonna Elsie'd wake up by the fireplace. He'd just sit there and howl and grieve. 
But my hunting days are over We ain't going hunting anymore Gabriel done brought in my chariot When the wind blew down the door But I ain't gonna need this house no longer Ain't gonna need this old house no more Ain't got time to fix the shingles Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Or to mend the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet the saints <laughs> Well, I, I just hope you like that as well as I did. By the way, let me give you our listener comment line. Uh, and we just love to hear from you. And everything you say is put in a transcript form so I can read it and others here in the uh, headquarters can read it. The, it's 800-345-2621. That's a toll-free call, of course, 1-800-345-2621. Now, <clears throat> you know what I'm going to do the rest of the day? Well, this is the day I'm recording this broadcast. Um, I'm going to take three of my great-granddaughters um, of the 13 that my wife and I have. But I'm going to take three of those granddaughters. I think they're probably in the, right around the, the 12 or 13-year age, right in, right in there. And I'm going to take them, and we're going to have a good time. I'm going to take them to a special place. I'm going to take them to a special place. And they are going to have one whale of a good time with their great-grandpa and their great-grandma. So that's what we're going to do um, because absolutely, and I'll tell you, with all of the problems, with all of the problems in the world, certainly all of the problems in America, I mean, it really does come back to reach out and care about somebody else. Reach out and don't be selfish. You know, we talk about bullies in high school and junior high and even grade school, things like that. There wouldn't be any bullies if children were taught to care about somebody else and not think only about themselves, but to reach out and care about another person. But anyway, the bottom line is, where is your trust? Who, who, who do you look to uh, for leadership in your life? and guidance along the way. And I just love this song because it's so true. He, he, he has the whole world in his hand. Here it is.
So you see, folks, that really is the cycle of life, isn't it? Uh, it that's really the cycle of life. Uh, and, and as you live it out, it, of course, everybody wants to do their best. For goodness sakes, when I see a young couple in a restaurant or wherever they are and they've got those little kids sitting at the table, I, I, I hardly can ever resist stopping and just saying, isn't that nice? There's a family. There's a mother and a father and those little kids. And then I usually say, remember, folks, they are only on loan for a season. They are only on loan from God for a season. So love them and train them and teach them and teach them the rules. Teach them the rules. Teach them the boundaries. Uh, let them know if they play the game of life and go by the rules, uh, why everything will work out a lot better because from beginning to end, it's what comes in the middle that is so, so important. So in that way, in that way, when you know the Lord, when you know the Lord, I don't say know about the Lord, but when you know the Lord, well, then certainly you've stopped dying and, uh, and you've started living. Here it is. I stopped dying, stopped dying, and started living, started living, when Christ came into my life. I was taking, I was taking, never giving, never giving, until I came to the light. Stopped hoping, stopped hoping, forever groping, ever groping. My faith has seemed to take flight. Never walking, never walking in the daylight. In the daylight. Oh, but always searching. That's the beginning point. That's the beginning point. 
But then you go on from there. You're discipled. You're discipled. And, and, and then you start sharing the love of Christ and uh, spreading the gospel. The gospel is the good news. And when your heart is filled with good news, well, you want to tell somebody about it, not to get into an argument, not to get into a fight, not to drag somebody and, and twist their arm and say, come on now, agree with me. No, 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 no. But, but you've got the good news of the gospel and you want to share that. And then the other thing is, raise those little children to know, to know that they have a future, that they can become something, that they have people that love them, and then you are the parent. Believe me, it isn't the school teacher, and it isn't the coach, and it isn't even the pastor or the Sunday school teacher. You are the parent. And the other people in their life, of course, can enter in and teach them things that you are not. I mean, I, I can't play the piano, for goodness sake, so you have to have a piano teacher. But I want that piano teacher to be a, a person that's a good role model. And this is what is so scarce today. We don't have very good role models, do we? We even have teachers too often in our schools that they themselves are not good role models. But I'll tell you, it still comes back to this. Those children belong to you. You are the mom. You are the dad. And you are the one responsible for them because every child is a promise. Listen to this. You are a promise. You are a possibility. You are a promise. With the capital P, you are a great big bundle of potentiality. And if you listen, you will hear God's voice. And if you try it, He'll help you make the right choices. You're a promise to be anything He wants you to be. You know what? It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what your name is, or what you look like. You might be six or 66 and still wondering what you're going to be when you grow up. Maybe you're still waiting for your best dreams to come true. Whatever happens, don't stop dreaming and keep on working to make those dreams come true. That's called becoming, and that's what life is all about. When God made you, He filled you with more potential than you could use in a lifetime. And He has a very special plan for what you can become. So dream God's dreams. You can be anything God wants you to be. Listen. You can go anywhere that He wants you to go. We can go anywhere. You can go anywhere God wants you to go. You can be anything that He wants you to be. I can be anything. Anything He wants you to be. You can make the right choice. How can I make the right choice? Hey, I know life is complicated. God's Word can teach you to make the right choice. You can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice if you take the time to really listen. You can climb the high mountain. You can climb life's highest mountain. You can cross the white sea. You can cross any sea. You're a great big promise. I'm a promise. You're a great big promise, you see. Thank you.
listen, you will hear God's voice. And if you're trying, He'll help you make the right choice. You're a promise to be anything He wants you to be. Okay, folks, well, I tell you what, that's the message, so pass it on. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service, and I'll see you later. (laughs) 